Hi everyone, welcome back to On The Outlap. I'm Holly and I'm joined as always by Ben for this episode. It's been a quiet week this week after the aftermath of yeah, the has. Lewis Hamilton yeah. um, stuff. We've had sort of a bit of news, but nothing really too Nothing wild. as big as... As Lewis, that. yeah. I mean, you know, one of the biggest pieces of news that's come out of Formula One for a while, so... Yes, the biggest shock since Lewis <laughs> moving oh. to Mercedes. Um, yeah, but we, we talked about that last episode, yeah. so... Take a listen to that if you want to hear all our thoughts on it. And yeah. Who we thought might take Lewis's seat, which has now been completely blown out of the water. Yes, literally, it's gone wild, but yeah, we gave our predictions for that. Um, but we've had like a few little bits of news that yeah. have come in this week, starting with the sprint format change, which has yes. been quite a big thing that fans have said yes. for a while. And actually more so fans than yeah. actual drivers, which yeah, I found quite interesting. Um, and it's the right changes as well, isn't yeah. it? It makes more sense now rather than doing FP1 and quali on the Friday. It's now FP1 and sprint qualifying on the Friday yeah. Uh, sprint Saturday morning, main qualifying for the main race on Sunday, Saturday afternoon, and obviously, as usual, your main race on Sunday. Yeah. Which makes so much more logical sense than doing the main quality and then not be having to think about that until Sunday. Yeah. It, it was weird. So I'm glad they've done it that way. It makes so much more sense. But if someone has a massive crash now in the sprint, yep. they're done for qualifying. And that's the issue. And I... That's why I wonder whether just the sprints in general are actually a good idea or not, because yeah. the format doesn't really quite work for it, having two different qualifyings. It actually, I'm just, I'm not sure. I get trying to make it more interesting, but it yeah. just adds to the complexity of it, because I, I've i been an F1 fan for a while now, and I get, I understand it, the ins and outs of it, like, insanely well, because I'm such a big fan, right? But I remember sitting in a pub with you watching it and turning to him being like what qualifying are we watching right now is yes. this for the Grand Prix or is this you... for Cota last year I think it was it was yeah it was it was either Cota yeah because we'd got a big group of or us Qatar, out that day, didn't we yeah and, and it, was... it was a group of us and we I was sat there and I was thinking I'm I we had to I check know with what each this other is, like I remember, what it was I remember turning to you being like what's this for like yeah. I don't even know who, what if this is for the main yeah. race or the sprint it was the sprint race I think we watched didn't we and we had to think what order everyone was starting in and I couldn't I literally I was I just remember yeah. being so confused because there's two different grids for two different races yeah. and that's what I found quite confusing because yeah. when they first introduced sprints it was oh well we're going to do qualifying for the sprint and then however this finishes is how it's going to start but now it's a completely separate thing yeah. to the race. See, I thought that was a better way of doing it than what yeah, we had so last year. And yes, it was that risk of people didn't want to take that risk during the sprint, but That's some drivers did. The, the drivers at the back of the grid wanted to take that risk because it was yeah. a, it, if they crashed out, well, it didn't mean too much because they were at the back anyway. And that was a much better way of doing it. And then you got things like Lewis Hamilton, Brazil 2021, mm-hmm. where he was disqualified from pole, was it? Started last in the sprint. Yeah, finished fifth, started tenth then for the main race because he had that five place grid penalty, and still won the race. And that like, was quite easy to follow because yeah. it was Friday was sort of like the free F- practices. FP one, FP two. Then they did sprint. Then, then they, they did, did the qualifying for the sprint. sprint. Did they do qualifying and then the next yeah. day they did FP three sprint and then Sunday they did the oh, race. Something like that, yeah. It, but anyway, either way, yeah, it made like so much more sense than yeah. this because now it's FP one sprint quali on Friday then Saturday is sprint and then main quality and then Sunday is the main race and it's it, like it does make more sense than it did last year however obviously we're still unsure on sprints in general 
Does it add much it. to the sport? Not really. Does it give fans more there to watch if you, say, brought a Friday ticket rather than yeah. practice? Yes. But is it needed? No. no is I... there other ways of doing this? Probably. I think there's other ways of making this more exciting. And I think... I don't know whether they'd ever introduced this because they talked about reverse grids before and they all said... I remember Lewis said it's just, you know, it's a bad idea. I don't know who's making this up. Yeah. Um, but I wonder whether that's a possibility and something for them to try because it obviously works quite well in the junior series where they have qualifying yeah. and then it gets flipped the for the top, sprint. The top 10 get flipped. flipped. And so then it kind of... But then at the same time, that might just work for the junior series because it's yeah. more chance for them to get points and it might not... Yeah work out as well for people fighting for and like the thing this. is with the junior series there's not as much money on the line as there is in formula one yeah which is obviously the big thing so um yeah i was quite i'm quite happy watching having friday watching practice trying to get an understanding of the grid for that weekend on that track and then saturday you're into it that's what not, i mean not, not everyone's free on a friday to watch a sprint qualifying session yeah exactly like i think it's quite hard for people to have a sprint quality because people are working still and which yeah. was why it was quite nice to just have it all separated because if you miss a Friday, well, no biggie, you're only missing practice one and practice two and yeah. that's not, you're not really watching any action. It's just yeah. Carl's on a track. And for me personally, I when I first got into the what I used to watch free practice all the time and then oh, as I it went do. on, as it went on and I was in school while it was happening, I just, I now just don't have the time to watch free practice yeah. but that doesn't bother me because I'm not no. missing anything as much yeah we're not missing anything huge but i just i'm not sure i yeah. think there are things i think it's they're obviously putting the action of the fans you know first which for once will take it will take you know like thank you but yeah. i think there are other things they can do with this whether they try 100%. a reverse grid or not i don't know but yeah i'm just i don't know we'll see how it pans out yeah. during this year to be honest yeah and then um some other Oh, we had two bits of news kind of come out today. Yeah. Um, so not long ago, Silverstone was announced as a um, staying on the calendar until 2034. Hooray! Something we like to hear. A classic track staying. It's entering its yeah. ninth decade on the Formula One calendar now. Yeah. It's been there since the start. Yeah. So. It's needed. Could you, could you imagine if they were like, yeah, well, we're going to keep Silverstone, but let's make it a night race. Like, I'd oh. be like... <laughs> oh, actually, yeah. Could you... Do you remember Anthony Davidson doing the test in the Mercedes under the um with like no lights at Silverstone do you think, and he had the night lights under the car I wonder if they I mean I don't think I'd ever want Silverstone to be a night race but you could definitely like I don't know there's maybe something that you could do like an event or something where they do like stuff because mm. I bet Silverstone at night would look sick because did you ever do the um like the lap at Christmas, what was it called? The Lap of Lights or whatever it no, was. No, but I remember watching Anthony Davidson doing it. I, because I went twice with my dad and it was quite good actually. I mean, maybe because they had really funky lights going on. But yeah. I, I just remember being like, but it might have been really confusing because I had no idea where I was on the track. Yeah. And I wonder whether just because it's not a street race, like. Something as like a promo for the event in the week. That would be so week sick building if they up did to that. It. Yes. As obviously something on calendar, no. But as a promo event to build up to it, hundred percent yes. Mm. Um, but now, quite happy. Silverstone staying as it is. Yeah, I can't imagine they would be like, yeah, actually, 
let's take it off. Yeah, let's go and do a street race in Scotland. Yeah, let's just, Edinburgh. you know, let's make a street race in Manchester. Like, yeah. no, absolutely no, not. No, thank you. It's it's needed, especially after the Madrid-Barcelona kind of news the yeah. other week. It, it's needed and we're very happy with that. Yeah, I mean, I've always been one to be like, I don't want a London street race. Because no. I don't think we need no. one. Informal E. Brilliant. Brilliant. Formula, Formula One, one not no. needed. No. <laughs> it's just the history yeah. should not be like overridden by yeah. a night race. Yeah. And then the other kind of news we've had today, how official this is, we obviously don't know. We but, don't know. We've just heard but, it. But the rumour is Lewis Hamilton's current Mercedes contract, obviously we went in kind of detail about his move last week. Yeah. It's come out today that reportedly there's a non, um, there's a clause in his contract, which means he won't be able to take his engineers with him. Bono. Which means he would have to split with Bono. Bono. Whether, obviously, they've worked together since he's joined Mercedes. Um, yeah. Whether they could work something out with the team to at least let him take Bono, because you can't imagine Lewis working with the Ferrari engineers that he can't understand. I just think he'd take... I think there must be something they could do to make... Yeah. Like, if, as long, if he doesn't take all of his other engineers, just Bono, surely that would be fine. Yeah. Because I wonder whether Bono would want to continue if he wasn't working with Lewis. Yeah. Or whether if, he'd move teams or something. If he was put with, say, I mean, our own, Albon's no longer going to be able to go to Mercedes unless they buy out his contract. Buy out his contract, get well, Albon at Mercedes. That's what we want. But if it was someone like Antonelli... I mean, it'd be great for Antonelli to work with someone like Bono, but... It just wouldn't feel the same. It wouldn't. It really wouldn't. I don't wouldn't. know. But then I also wonder whether just completely moving on from that team as a whole is something that could work quite well for him. I don't know. Yeah. It's hard. I don't know how he, like, like sits with his relationship with Bono because when he stopped working with Angela, that was quite a shock because we were like, oh, we well, yeah. work so well wow. together. Yeah, but that was a huge shock. Maybe that's going to be something yeah. similar with... Bono and they yeah. kind of part ways at the end of this year I don't know well when you think back to I think it was Singapore wasn't it last year Lewis Hamilton's yeah. on the podium mm-hmm. and the Mercedes team didn't come down to Park Ferme and celebrate with him is that potentially where the fallout with Mercedes has kind of started from because what there was three members of the team that went down and was Bono one of them I think he possibly surely he would have been possibly was um because do you remember that clip of the fans that were obviously there? It must have been fans or celebrities. And you can hear Lewis going, Where, where's my team? And yeah. he celebrates with Ferrari and McLaren. And I I remember watching that feeling really sad. And I wonder, but then also what's fueled that to happen? Why would yeah. you not go down there to celebrate with Lewis? Like, I, I, I so badly want to know what's happened. Like, has there been some 100%. sort of feud between Lewis and Mercedes? Yeah. And is that that particular race weekend where it started i don't possibly but i can't imagine him falling out with anyone no he's not that kind of character is he he's not like i'm gonna throw a chair and storm out kind of person so i don't understand where that's happened because i mean he said on his social media i remember messaging saying oh i get it now because he was like this is a dream of mine to race for ferrari and then that made me realize oh well this is like obviously his dream retirement plan yeah of this is the end of his career now because he signed reportedly a Two years plus the option of an extra one with Ferrari. Yeah. So that would take him into 26, see how Ferrari is with these new regs mm-hmm. in 26, and then decide if he wants to do one more year with them or not, if he could win an eighth, if he hasn't already won an eighth. But, you know, it's... Yeah. You, so he'll, he will retire. And the thing that confused me, Zhou Guan Yu was one of the few people that knew. So, uh, what? 
Zhou Guan Yu, during the uh, stake launch, said he knew about Lewis's move before it was announced. And so did Pierre. Yeah, but okay, right. So hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang <laughs> on. Because, because the, the people that Lewis is friends with is actually quite random because he's really good friends with Pierre and yeah. Charles. And he talks about the fact that he's played like cod with them before. Mm. And I kind of love that, you know, that he's really good friends with Charles and he'll be racing with them next year. And I think that'll be quite a dynamic duo because 100%. I think... Lewis is quite shut off and doesn't do a lot of media stuff, but I think Charles would kind of bring that out a little bit more because yeah. I think Charles secretly quite enjoys it and he kind yeah, of likes the 100%. camera. But where the, where's Joe Guan Yu come from? Yeah. Like, I don't remember um, them being friends. They actually do get on quite well. Um, but why Joe Gu- but, like, um, It's not like they've been friends in the sport think, for a very long time. I think it was something to do with their management teams. Um, they were either the same or their management teams have worked together. And Joe Joe's manager had apparently messaged him saying... Oh yeah, you can't tell him on this, but Lewis is going to move to Ferrari. Oh my god! Could you imagine how gassed he probably was yeah. at home, being like, "I've got this piece of news, and no was other drivers the one know that about it. it." In the morning, were you? Was it you, Joe? Joe, go was on it you? That's not good enough. Um, but I remember I watched um, a clip from Lewis Hamilton's brother's live stream about Nicholas. how he Nicholas about how he found out, and he was like doing a talk with like Coca Cola or something like that. Um, and Lewis rang, Lewis texted him being like, yo, can I ring you? And he was like, oh, I'm actually going to do something. Can you ring me later? And Lewis was like, no, like, I need to speak to you now. <laughs> and he like picks up the phone. And he's like, yo, so like, I'm going to Ferrari. And Nicholas is like, oh, okay, like, cool. And then he goes and does this talk knowing that his brother's going to Ferrari. Yeah. Like that would like yeah. rattle my brain a little yeah, bit. You wouldn't be able to talk properly. Like, like we couldn't that. last week. I couldn't cause... even talk. I remember you used to ask me, you were asking me questions. So I was like, I don't know. Who just like, uh, 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 yes. I, why? Um, but I just, I, I just out of all of the people, why? I mean, not even George. No. Not even. He's George, not really George friends and, with many other people. George and Toto did not know until the morning of the announcement. That is mental. I could you imagine just being sat like George Russell just sat at home, being like, "Hey, my teammate's leaving." What? But even yeah. more so, Toto. But then when Toto did that interview, he didn't seem too disheartened no, by it. No, Toto was very acceptant of it. Um, and that makes you wonder what's going on behind the he scenes with the development. Coming, yeah. And um, it obviously shows they're clearly not confident going into this year. Um, if he's that happy with him leaving. Obviously, he's not happy with it, but he was fair to Toto. He was very professional in the way he handled that interview the day after. Yeah. Um, Big news and you've got yeah. to talk about it so soon. Yeah, but Toto's that kind of character. If it was someone like Christian Horner, they'd be losing their heads with it, wouldn't they? But yeah, um, I just fair, love fair play Toto. Yeah. Um, we love like you. That. So yeah. yeah, I just can't believe that. No, Joe you. Yeah, <sighs> what guy? Yeah, we're still kind of in shock from the whole Lewis news, but we're a bit over it than we were last week. We've moved on. Tears have not been shed for a while now. Yeah. Um, um, so kind of another big talking point going into this season then, which we are not happy with I'm just carbon fibre liveries where's we... all the excitement where's the spice where's the pizzazz there's nothing there it's just a little splash of colour and then just black not even black carbon fibre but well, carbon fibre but yeah. like carbon fibre is it, I just think they're all going to look the same because they're all just going to be dark with just like a little yeah. bit of pink and you're going to see it go past and be like oh well I saw like a smudge of pink on that car so that could be an Alpine yeah but like yeah, which is why I quite like the steak livery because that's going to stand out. That's like... And um, I think it was Tom OF1 I was watching and he was like looking at the livery and he said, from that front view, which is what we see more than anything else, mm-hmm. it's green over black. Yeah. 
um, the whole front wing is green and the lines around the nose and the front of the nose is green which you compare to Red Bull when they always have that yellow nose cone yeah it stands out as it's going past you know whose car that is and you know who it is whereas Alpine that's going to be difficult to see there's not any colour on that and I think I tweeted about it and said well how much weight are they trying to save if they've got to have that much exposed carbon fibre yeah and it makes you wonder and the way their um, guy was talking about how many changes they've had to make to that car the only thing they've kept the same is their steering wheel Mm -hmm. the only thing they've carried over the rest of it's brand new I just I just I missed the days where there was like the cars were where a Ferrari was just fully red yeah. and a Renault was just all yellow. Yeah. But now well, it wasn't even fully yellow. Well was no, it? but it was they, black and yellow, it was more it than there worked. was. It worked and it yeah. looked good and I just think like I I get the whole like carbon fiber we want to make the car as light as possible, but what like what confused me was the Williams, right? Their suits are white, but then their car's really dark. And it's like, why yeah. would you not make your car also white? And, and then they've still got that random bit of red on their nose cone all the way down. Like, what is that about? I don't understand. When that does red not fit in the colour. Well, there's red nowhere else on that car and they've just got that random line of red. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. they've just got a paintbrush and just drawn on it and been Literally. like, here's our bit of colour. Yeah. See, the thing I think that annoys me about the Alpine livery, if it was finished properly, it could be one of the best liveries on the grid yeah with the patterns on it and the colours that they've used pink is such a bold colour it, it can is. look really cool even the blue livery blue and, and with pink the yeah. little bits they've got like down the side of the nose as it goes down towards the nose cone from the halo those little bits on the side that'd be brilliant if it was the full livery yeah and it's it's just not there it's just not giving I feel like you could have been really clever with how much carbon fibre you have exposed and where to make your livery like look steak really cool. Did. Like steak did. Like there wasn't too much, no. but the colours that they did have, it was bright, it was bold, it was out there. When I saw it at first, yeah. I was like, ugh. And, and, and McLaren as well. And yeah. the thing is, it's good for them because it works with their branding. McLaren is papaya and black. Steak yeah. is neon green and black. Alpine is not just blue and black and no. a little bit of pink. It's no. pink and blue. That's what their no. whole vibe is. Yeah. And the whole dramatic reveal of their um, on the Twitter they were doing like the camo pink and stuff and it's like well where's that and I know then, it was just such a disappointment and then during their launch as well they were like and let's see our pink livery and it's just the same it's just carbon fibre everywhere it's <laughs> the same just instead of blue it's pink but you can't tell it's pink it's it's the same but the thing is is that everyone gets really excited for car launches right yeah. and I've just I, lost I interest to. in them now. I don't care because I know all too well that that car is going to look the exact same as last year's, but just with a little bit more carbon fibre. Yeah. I just know exactly that's how it's going to go. Yeah. Which was the thing, another thing that annoyed me about Alpine, it's different to last year's livery yeah. if it was the full thing, but then it's just carbon fibre. And it would be nice to see that the FIA put in a rule that says you must have at least half your car painted or something so we get a bit more. Yeah. Because then it just turns into a competition of who can have the most carbon fibre exposed and whose yeah. car's going to be the lightest. Or yeah. maybe there's a certain weight limit that they have to like f- like sit at or something. Because yeah. at the moment there is none. You can make you can try and make it as light as possible. But maybe there's a rule that's like if your car's too light. Yeah. But then it's like the two quick two of the quickest cars on the grid are the most painted cars, the Red Bulls and the Ferraris. Yeah. So I don't understand why, why, why they're why, trying to do that. Yeah. Why are they? Why are the fastest cars the most painted? Yeah. Like clearly, I, I don't get it. I just, I just think it's just 
a little bit boring and sometimes it worries me when they bring in all of these like changes and stuff because mm. I worry for where the sport is heading because now I just think they're becoming too focused on things like like I don't know they're almost it feels like they're trying to make it too focused on who who can build the quickest car obviously I know that's the aim of that's the sport that's the aim of the sport but you don't want to reveal no. that that's the aim of the sport there's so no, much more to you, it there's so much more to it and it's just you feel bad for now the people have got to commentate on it like Crofty Alex Jakes whoever yeah how they're not going to know how are you going to be able to tell the cars apart other than driver helmets yeah they're and just going to have to learn driver helmets what I, what I hate the most is people used to say like oh like Crofty keeps calling this person the wrong like name and it's like well probably because he doesn't know whose car it is because yeah. they all look the they same they just mate. look the same now yeah um, carbon fibre rant over over we had to get that out of the way yeah. but I think it is some people might think it's not a big issue I think it actually is kind of downplaying the sport a little bit and I think yeah, it is something 100%. that we can talk about a little bit more but... 100% um, well we can try and get um, people in to talk about it what they think but like in the comments um, either on this we'll leave a question on this yeah. episode what do you think about the carbon fibre liveries because, yeah let us know yeah. some people think they're cool which yeah. you know great but yeah. some people don't and yeah, I'd like to see the balance of kind of how people are feeling about it 100% um, so moving on to our beloved junior categories now oh my love the junior series uh, the Formula 2 grid is complete hooray and what a competitive grid it is by the way but also Taylor Barnard right signing with PHM not who we thought it was going to no. be because they haven't re-signed Joshua Mason yeah is that not going to be a bit of a sting to him does little, he, do you think he was expecting that? I think he was expecting it because he was obviously... I think he was paying the money, wasn't he? To be put in mid-season. Yeah. But this is what we like to see. A driver who could do it. Stepping up from Formula 3. He had a good season. <laughs> He's um, really underrated as well, to be 100%. fair. 100%. Um, Taylor Barnard is also the McLaren Formula E. I don't know if it's reserve, development, young driver. He did the young driver test for them, so he's kind of part of that academy now. Um, yeah. And yeah, completes a very, very competitive Formula 2 grid. This should be exciting. I'm excited to see like how he can perform because yeah. he did he did quite well in Formula 3, like, he was pretty competitive and he was getting on the podium. I think he finished, was it 10th? Which isn't finished, bad yeah. out of, you know, like 30-odd people. Yeah, definitely. That's and quite he good. He deserves that step up, to be fair. Again, it's just, it's such, such a competitive grid. It's one of the most competitive grids we've had in a while in Formula 2. So I'm looking forward to this season. Yeah, me too. But I've just seen, I've just searched up Joshua Mason on Instagram, right? Yeah. And he says... Not the plan I had in mind for 2024. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be complete competing in the FIA Formula 2 Championship with PHM this year due to last-minute funding issues. This is a driver's worst nightmare, but I want to say a big thank you to PHM Racing for giving me the opportunity to compete at this level in the second half of 2023. I wish them all the best for the upcoming season. I'm not giving up on my dreams and goals within the motorsport world. And that's the issue with Formula 2, funding. Yeah. If the driver's it's so not got expensive. funding, yeah. If the driver's not got that funding, they can't get the sponsors. Then they've not got a chance to survive. And then the the academy drivers are always then the ones that get through. Mm -hmm. Um. So I mean, it's something we just kind of come to expect now in Formula Two. You're not surprised when drivers drop out mid-season because of a lack of funding. 
It makes but. me feel sad though because it is. I'm, I get that it's a really expensive sport, and we've spoken about this before with sort of pay drivers just being able to kind of pay their way through the sport. But there's got to, you've got to do something in order to kind of yeah. accommodate for more people. Yeah, especially when it's drivers that are talented enough to be there. Yeah, exactly. That are getting dropped. So, but yeah, competitive Formula Two grid. Um, it looks. I'm so excited for Formula Two this year because I think there's a really good mix of people in there. I think they've selected good drivers and there's not a one there's like not a driver in there where I sit there and think why have you signed them it's all they all look very competitive other than potentially Josh Josh Dirksen that's the only one actually that's the only one in the other PHM everyone else you can say they have full right to be there yeah they deserve it they're a great driver and I'm excited because I just think yeah there are people like Taylor Barnard has been given a really good opportunity 100%. and I think he will do quite well. I'm quite excited. Yeah, I think we could see one of the closest type. It won't be like um, Felipe Drogovic where no. he's running away with it. I think we'll be down to the last race. I think it'll be better the than like, this, like the season just gone. I think with Ollie Behrman is getting nervous. I think so because I've said, I'll be like, oh yeah, he'll win it. He'll win it. He'll get a seat. But there's a lot of competition and his biggest rival is probably going to be Victor Martins who is still a weapon driver 100% I mean even the second drivers in both those teams Zach and Antonelli they might be making their debut but I think Antonelli is just going to absolutely blow this out of the water like I would not unexpectedly be I remember saying to a friend um, at the beginning of last year being like oh well I think Oscar Piastri will like win before Lando and everyone was like well that's such a bold claim but it happened and I genuinely think this could, that could happen it did um, we might have to redo our Formula 2 predictions now the grid's complete. Yeah, because I went in being like, Ollie Behrman, Ollie Behrman, and now I'm yeah. like, maybe not. Now, now we're just a bit like, especially but, with the new cars as well, it's going to be completely unknown. Yeah. And if Antonelli gets a grip on these cars, or Zach gets a grip, or anyone, and Behrman doesn't, and Martins doesn't, we could see another rookie champion. I'd love to see that in Formula 2 because it happens more in Formula 3 but less in Formula 2 yeah. in most recent years. But I yeah, I just genuinely think that Oli Berman, he's under a lot of pressure and probably he the is. most pressure out of all of them. Especially when it's so clear that Ferrari are now probably going to line him up to replace Lewis. Oh yeah, once definitely. Once Lewis retires. Oli Berman's clearly the one they've got their eyes on. Reserve driver for them, reserve driver for Haas doing six FB1 sessions across both teams. So he's clearly the one that I got. That's going to be a lot of pressure on him. And only being, what, he's 18? Um, he will be under a lot of pressure. And if he doesn't perform, could Ferrari drop him? No, exactly. Could that just be the end and all of it? Possibly. But I just feel so excited because I remember when I first discovered him, he just finished his Formula 4 season yeah, and no one knew who he was and now he's like this really big name in motorsport that everyone's talking yeah. about um, and it's just been so fun to see how he's just like grown through all of the series and I'm just so excited for Formula 2 this yeah, year I think gonna it's going to be good and then one seat left in Formula 3 now with yeah. Nikita Bedrin completing the PHM lineup. Mm-hmm. don't know much about him but one seat left yeah I, I don't know Formula I 3 think... competitive again yeah it's competitive. competitive I don't he wasn't like he was there last season, but yeah. I don't. He didn't, you know, do amazingly he didn't blow well. Anyone away? Did he? No. Really, so. um, but I think in Formula Three, it's just hard because there are so many drivers. Um, when you're that competing it's hard against be... twenty nine other drivers, it's mm-hmm. it's always going to be difficult. Yeah, and it's easy to get lost 100%. in and amongst everybody else. You've got to be a real superstar to yeah. kind of put your name out there. Um, but yeah, one seat left. Um, 
So it should be exciting. I don't know, I because I can't even predict anyone that they're going to put in that seat. No. So. It will be a very good season across the Junior Series uh, this year. Stick with us throughout the season. We'll be reacting to everything that happens in the Junior Series, as yes. well as obviously our beloved Formula One. Um, so, yeah, we will catch you in the, in the, next, in episode. the next episode. We'll see you then. Thank you for listening. Bye.